1: You're listening to Fresh FM, I'm Matt, in the Nelson studio, again with Chris Watson from the Nelson Film Society. Kia ora, Chris.
0: Kia ora, Matt. How's things going with you? Well, <laughs> I feel okay, um, except, of course, we've got masks and I'm yeah. steaming up a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the, the curse of this uh, modern age, fogged up spectacles. Uh, so how did the screening of Bombshell, the Haiti uh, Lamar story go under the Level 2 Delta
0: variant rules last Tuesday? Well, it went surprisingly well yeah. um we were worried as you know um a limit of 50 is way fewer than we normally uh, expect but only 17 members turned up uh and we had seven committee members there whose jobs meant that they could be counted as staff so <laughs> wow
1: uh, it's a record turnout for the nelson film society
0: uh, yeah indeed it was um If I think about it, even in our earliest years, we managed a crowd of more than 24. Yeah, So
1: so normally, you know, you've got audience figures of close to 150. What do you think
0: caused the drop? Well, we think that the fact that the film was available on the library's free canopy service had a lot to do with it. People were able to watch the film in the comfort of their own home, and they didn't need to wear a mask for a couple of hours. (laughs) Yeah, that's a relief. So is there a similar alternative for this week's film? Well, not by Canopy, I'm afraid, and Netflix hasn't got it either. But if people just feel like watching another by the director, Spike Lee, Netflix has got She's Got a Habit, (laughs) which is an R18 film with sex and language. uh, but no violence. Okay. Now, the last one of his films that you showed in
1: July uh, was noted as violent,
0: yeah? Yes, yes. Do, Do the Right Thing was set in Brooklyn and there was a street riot. Uh, but the, um, there was a lot of humour and the film did end optimistically and uh, 28 of our people on that occasion gave it five stars. Um, although there were quite a few who were not so enthusiastic. Spike Lee's highly acclaimed director and reviewers around the world, they think he's great and they're mostly very keen on clockers. Okay, clockers, what's it about and what does the title mean? Well, clockers are drug dealers at Uh the bottom of the pyramid. Um, They're the ones who hang around the clock in neighbourhoods where mostly white dudes come to score... They're poor, they're usually black, they're undereducated, and although their pay uh, from the Mr. Diggs of the drug trade is poor... It's heaps more than they could earn in the service jobs that are all they would otherwise have available to them. Right, Okay. So what are the risks involved for the clockers themselves? Well, as you would expect, the uh, police are an enemy, um, but the number one risk to life comes from rival clockers working for other suppliers. There are some inevitably bloody clashes between gangs, and it's those at the bottom of the heap who suffer most. In Spike Lee's film, The Young Clocker, is called Strike and he's set up by his dealer, who's called Rodney, Um, he's actually a white guy, um, to kill Daryl, another young clocker working for a rival group. He's annoyed Rodney because Daryl has banned Strike from dealing in a fast food joint, which um, Daryl's boss regards as his territory.
1: Okay. So uh, does he do it? Does he go ahead and kill
0: Daryl? Well, I wouldn't like to give away Uh, key key elements of the plot before people have seen the film. Uh, But I can say that he may or may not have done the (laughs) deed. Um, And that's why the film becomes intriguing, because it allows Rocco, a white cop who actually seems to believe in justice, to take seriously an investigation to see whether Strike was to blame or not. Okay, so does the film become a mystery? Yes, uh, and that's part of its success, much of the film, of course, is really a social statement about race and poverty, but this stops it from being a polemic. And the subtle development of the characters—that's both the drug dealers and the police—will make the audience think. Um, and we like our films to make the audience think. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: You mentioned the cinematography and do the right thing was fairly remarkable. Was that the same
0: for Clockers? Yes, yes, it's just as innovative. Ernest Dickerson was the cameraman for our previous Spike Lee movie, and I remember telling you that he even had the neighbourhood painted orange to emphasise the stress within the story. In Clockers, we have another cinematographer called Malik Saeed, and um, he's notable for making the camera swing and whirl and swoop and he manipulates Mm. light to stress contrast between day and night and the indoors and the outdoors. It really is quite something to watch.
1: Wow, okay. And do
0: you think the audience will enjoy Clockers or do you think the violence might put some people off? Well, as I said at the beginning, a large proportion of our members rated his earlier film, which was made in 1985, um, 10 years earlier, uh, with the highest return possible. But that audience was split, and some found it hard to understand the Brooklyn accents, and uh, quite a few were disturbed by the graphic nature of the violence. Right. So, is Clockers similar? Yes, I'm afraid so. It um, it has a veracity that requires us to well, it requires it to be explicit, and the first scene in particular is very hard to watch. But this is intentional. Spike Lee wants to be truthful to the reality of those caught up in the drug culture of New York, and he intends that those fellow Americans who lead a sheltered life, and might even patronize the underworld to supply their fun, mm. should learn what it costs the myriad citizens who supply suffer appalling risks to supply the means for them to have that fun. Right, OK. So do you think that you'll exceed the 50 cap then uh, this Tuesday? I think we'll get close to the limit this time, but I suspect that the tone of this interview may well have put some people off. <laughs> uh, however, I'm sure that Lee fans will be well satisfied with the film. OK. Uh, sounds...
1: Uh, yeah, it sounds a little bit intriguing. I'd heard the title but before, and for some reason I always assumed it was about like office workers or shift workers or something clocking in and clocking out so there you go i've been you, educated um, there
0: you could rent it from alice's in in Christchurch. i think only as a dvd i don't think they're streaming that one okay and uh, i did check ro video to see if they were streaming it and they're not okay All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us
1: again today, Chris, for the latest Nelson Film Society film preview, looking at the Spike Lee film Clockers. Uh, uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it rolls out.
0: Yeah, we hopeful. This will be the last night of restrictions to 50 people uh um eleanor will be with you next week to talk about the second of our two classic french films the yep. murderer lives at number 21 and then it's for me to wind up in a fortnight's time to talk about our last film for the year which is a beautiful and enjoyable roman holiday uh-huh. yep. <laughs> yep. if we're still under delta restrictions um, to uh, 50 at that time we'll explore screening that one twice uh, but let's hope for the best. Okay. In the meantime, the murderer and clockers, um, we're going to be limited to 50, I think. But we'll follow all the requirements very carefully. Brilliant, brilliant. OK, it's good to know that things
1: you know, are still able to happen in some form. So uh, all the best for Tuesday. Thank you for joining us again, Chris, and we'll catch you in a fortnight's time.
0: Goodbye.